Good day, everybody. Happy six days before Christmas. Is it still Hanukkah? Happy Hanukkah. Happy uh, Festivus, you know, a holiday for the rest of us. Uh, I hope you're doing well. We got a little bit of a gift this morning with the news that 177 of Jeffrey Epstein's high-profile associates will be named and new court documents literally to be released on New Year's Day. Now, because New Year's Day is a federal holiday, that gives these pedophiles just one extra day to accidentally hang themselves, accidentally overdose, or flee the country. It's going to be interesting to watch just how many ants, you know, like when you lift up a rock and you see all the bugs scatter? It's going to be interesting uh, how many of them we see. Uh, You know, interestingly enough, obviously, you know, there are a lot of people who are kind of black-pilled on this, who are like, yeah, we're not going to get anybody. Okay, fine. You know, maybe. But, you know, those people are never happy. Um, You know, there's probably going to be, you know, some low-level Republicans uh, on that list, coincidentally. I don't care. Uh, I happen to think all pedophiles are bad. Uh, I know that's probably a stunning and brave take. Um, Jack, no, I don't think that's the whole list, obviously. Um, These are people's names that were brought up. um, These are people's names that were brought up in court proceedings through the Jelaine Maxwell trial, um, from, from what I can tell. And people say, yeah, I don't want the part of the list. I want the whole unredacted list. I understand. I understand. I think having that as a principle is a good thing. Um, but it's also not realistic. I, I'm not saying I agree with it. You know, you can say that it'll be 100 lackeys that nobody cares about. Okay, well, it's 177 pedophiles we didn't know about potentially a week ago. Um that's how I'm choosing to look at it. I mean, there will be people that will never be satisfied unless there's like literally a ledger of, you know, hypothetically Bill Gates raping 13-year-old girls repeatedly. Um, they'll, they'll always think, oh, well, Bill Gates has to be on there or Bill Clinton has to be on there. And unless I have their name, then all these other names don't matter. I don't think this is a zero-sum thing. I think, um, you know, getting access information and getting 177 potential pedophiles and rapists off the streets or uh, being brought to light, I think is um, probably still a good thing. Um, I, I don't think, I think that people, I mean, if you really, if you really ask yourself, if Bill Clinton's on that list, if Bill Gates is on that last list, do you really think you're ever getting that name? Do you really think you're ever going to see Bill Clinton connected with raping under underage women? So if you so my plea to be the black pillars is that understanding that, okay, understanding that you can dream. That's true. William of Olympia, yes, you can dream and it is okay to dream. But I kind of feel like, you know, <clears throat> getting some names is better than no names. You know what I mean? I have a suspicion that that Prince 
Prince, is it William? Who's the one? Um, who's the one? Uh, Prince, who's the, Prince Andrew. Yeah, 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 that guy. Who, the one that, um, who had like this hilarious, hilarious excuse. Remember, what was that? I'm trying to remember. Was it in the first Epstein documentary? Where he said, where he had this ridiculous excuse that he was he was sweating bullets because he has some disease or something like that, or was it that he wasn't sweating? What was he used some sort of sweat disease to deflect from raping girls? Now I don't have. Yeah, he didn't something about how he didn't sweat and how that means he didn't rape girls or something like that. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know how in the hell that connection ever was made, but to me, that sounds like something a pedophile would say. You know, a lot of, you know, a lot of people who aren't paying that much attention, who just want to see Bill Gates' name attached to this or Bill Clinton's name attached to this, there's actually been quite a few people who are attached to Epstein's, uh, Epstein's, you know, sexual trafficking ring. Did you know there was another guy that last year was awaiting trial in relation to Epstein that also hung himself in prison? I bet you most people don't know about that. My guess is, and, and this is just how I choose to approach things in life. We have but a tiny period on this planet, a blip a drop in the ocean in terms of the eternity, you know, the eternity that is time. And, you know, I'd rather not spend it obsessing about like, do you, they're not getting Bill Gates, even if he was there. I mean, wasn't Stephen Hawking pictured on Epstein Island? I'm pretty sure he was. Um, so is everyone convinced that, Stephen Hawking was raping. I mean, you know, I, I, I fully believe that there were people that were on Epstein Island that weren't raping girls. I hope. Um, but I, I do, I do believe that everyone that did go knew. I know that everyone that worked there knew. I know that Bill Clinton knew. I know that Bill Gates knew. In fact, I know Donald Trump knew. Okay. You know, these people knew. And I don't agree that the list is pointless just because Bill Gates isn't on it. That's like saying, oh, 150 child rapists. I don't care about them because they're not the big fish. Bro, like, I don't think that that's a, a good attitude. And you're a contest winner, Don. Like I'm not, I, I'm trying to pull people all back off the ledge of this. Like nothing matters unless I get a hundred percent complete satisfaction. Like, um, you're still talking about a lot of sex trafficking victims. A lot of people that, you know, yeah. Luke Rutkowski went to Epstein Island. Does that, do people think he was raping girls? Although that was after everything was exposed, you know? Where's the money wedge? That's an old, that's a, bl a blast from the past. Um, how was Styx's stream? How was his, uh, 
how was uh how was the stability of his stream? The you know, I think that there was a guy I mean, I think like you know that I think that everybody that went there I choose to believe that there is a heaven and a hell and that they'll have a much longer life burning in hell um, for what they did. You know, you can escape it for a little while. Stable sticks room camera blurred a bit there. Well, that's, that's on him. I just helped him with the internet. Remember the filing also suggests here's somebody that a lot of people didn't know about. The filing also suggests some documents will relate to Jean-Luc Bernal a French model scout who was close to Epstein and allegedly abused many young women. Brunel also happened to hang himself in a Paris prison cell in 2022 while awaiting trial. I think what uh, putting Vaseline on the lens, that, that's an old Hollywood thing, right? They used to put Vaseline on the camera lens to give it like a yellow effect or something like that. That was something they used to do in old... Hollywood. You know, the list of 177 people also includes people that have made allegations. Not just, it's not just 177 pedophiles. So, I mean, they had like, uh, in this list, like this guy, right? This is the, the Prince Pedo, right? This is just a child. This girl is not 18. You're too level-headed, Jeremy. We must condemn you. I accept your condemnation for being too level-headed, you know? The, you know, I think... Of these people, many of these people... So what we're also going to get in these documents, though, is all their depositions. Their sworn depots, right? Of, um, hey, this is what I allege happened to me. Now, does that mean it happened? You know? No. But it does tell us... Like, do we think... Obviously, we don't think there's going to be any bill... Here's the things about like the the big guys that people want. Bill Clinton, Bill Gates. Who's another one? There's a couple of people that flew to the island like a couple dozen times, right? I can't, you know. But I think that it's smart to watch who accidentally overdoses, who flees the country. By the way, shout out to my mom. We'll see you Friday for Christmas. Shout out Mama Maggie too. I don't know if she's out in chat, but I'll see her this week too. Kevin Spacey, Tom Hanks, Alan Dershowitz. Yeah. Um, and plus all the redacted people, right? Again, I believe that there were people that went there that did not rape kids. Now, I also think from what I understand, you guys correct me if I'm wrong. 
the um the people who were victimized on this island were not five-year-olds from what we know they were essentially teenage girls who were sex trafficked and plied with money were there any actual claims of like pedophilia I don't think I don't think there were not to say it's any better or worse but it's just different you know there's just it's just a little different the children were likely sacrificed yeah well I mean yeah maybe so okay Underage is pedo, right? No, that's actually not true. A pedophile is somebody that is into prepubescent people, like children. Um, is it hebophile? Hebophile? What's that? What's the one? Like, if you're having sex with a 16 year old and you're 30, it's not. It's not technically pedophilia. Not that I want to split those hairs. Wood chipper for the both of them. But they are different. Hebophilia, yeah. Yeah. I'm fine. Only hebophiles make the hebophile distinction. That's probably true. Can you imagine? Like, whoa, 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 whoa. I don't fuck kids. I just have sex with 13-year-olds. I'm a hebophile, not a pedophile. Get it right. That's probably true. <laughs> That's probably true. Wood chipper to the both of them. I don't care. I happen to think that in in the world has some level of nuance. Clip it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The um the the reality is, from what I understand, is some fifty year old banging a 13, 14, 15 year old girl. I don't really care to to stump for why that's different. A 16-year-old boy having sex with a 14-year-old girl, okay, that's, you know, I don't know. That's that's just different. That's all wrong. It's just different levels. So this list, so essentially, I mean, you could just wood chipper them all. I, I'm not, and like God sort them out, you know? Oh, I think it's very different when you're like third, when you're a 50 year old person banging a 16 year old. You know what I mean? 16, 17. Quite frankly, 18. Even. I, I, I've never been able to get my head around that. Like, even when I was like maybe in my early 30s, right? And girls would come into the bar who were 21. And I was like 35, 36, right? I was like, gross. They're like children. You know what I mean? And, th and they're 21, not 18. I think that's like the normal response. You see some 21-year-old coming with, with like her tits out and like too much makeup drinking a Miller Lite or a, I'm sorry, a White Claw. 
my response is like, oh, that's somebody's child. So even people that are like, you know, I don't understand it, but that's probably because I'm not a pedophile or hebophile. Lone Wolf Radio says Epstein modified a submarine on his island so Hawking could go underwater. Jelaine was the sub pilot. Crypt Daddy had a great pit about it. Rip Crypt Daddy. Miss you, buddy. Serious question. Why do you think pedos are attracted to them? The girls don't have... They are, they don't, they're not fully formed, so what's the attraction? Well, I, I believe... I'm not a psychologist, but I think... Well, obviously, they're mentally disturbed. It's some sort of... Uh, it's some sort of... Um, they get off on defiling innocent, I would say. Like Brittany said, I agree. It's a it's about power. It's about defiling innocence. It's about control. It's not dissimilar from rape. You know what I mean? I think in its motivations, it's really not dissimilar from rape. There's probably on that Venn diagram of like, Rich 50, 80 year old guys having sex with 13 year old, 14 year old girl. It's like the same thing, you know? Um, there's an element of it, I think, that like I don't know. Thoughts on Leonardo DiCaprio? He's on the edge, he's in his 50s. He's like in his late 40s, always dating like 20-year-olds, right? I don't, I don't know. You know, it's not like the women he dates are childlike. They always look way older than they really are. You know what I mean? When you're at that age, when you're, when you're at that age, like somebody who's 21 can look like they're 25 or they can look like they're 17. Uh, take Boogie2988's girlfriend for example what is she 21 2021 if you told me that girl was 16 i'd i'd believe you you know i think i think leo's in in the in the clear it's a little weird though <laughs> jeremy's starting to understand evil he'll be conservative enough soon enough maybe yeah, I, I think that like when you look at you know somebody, you can kind of tell what about if you're trying to get me to like call these people pedos. I'm not, you know, Keemstar. Uh, he's in his 40s, dating a very young girl too. Um, I think that says more about. I think that says more about their own mental state. Let me put it this way. I don't think Keemstar is a pedophile at all. No. Um, I do think that he probably cannot relate to women his own age. That's, that's why he's dating this child, you know. Um, you know, I, I think that says more about, like, what, is, what does Keemstar talk to a 45-year-old woman about? TikTok drama, you know, I think, you know, that's more, I think that's more of it. 
Because you know, I couldn't even imagine having a conversation with somebody who's 21. What would we even talk about? You know what I mean? Like, so dating somebody that that old is wild to me. There's literally only one thing that you uh, you're getting out of that, <laughs> probably. Yeah, Luke, I'd agree with you. He's wanting younger women probably has to do with feelings of inadequacy and not believing they can satisfy an actual woman. I'm not gonna I'm not putting that on Keem, you know, but I mean that that in general I think that that could be true, you know. With these pedophiles or hebophiles on Epstein Island, th that's different. These guys are getting off on defiling women. They're getting off on the control. They're getting off on, I think there's something to do with, you review pop culture, you could talk to a 21-year-old. Do you think? I don't think so. The kind of pop culture I talk about, like, I wouldn't know what the hell's going on. Like, I don't know what's going on on TikTok. There are people on TikTok with like 100 million followers. And I have no idea who they are. 21-year-olds aren't talking about um, the Marvels tanking at the box office. They're talking about some TikToker or um, Snapchat or, you know what I mean? Like, these people are genuine monsters on Epstein Island. You could talk about herpes girl. Yeah, that video got demonetized in a quickness with a quickness. Yeah, there's you know, I could talk to some 21-year-old who's also into like RC cars or who's into deer hunting or into um maybe if they're in the trades, plumbing, all that kind of stuff. That kind of stuff, yeah. Jeremy, no woman your age is talking about Mario either. <laughs> that's that's not necessarily true. You remember, my generation grew up with Mario. You know? Music, kind of, music can kind of transcend age if you're into the same kind of music, stuff like that. DiCaprio's Peter Pan syndrome. That could actually be true. Oh, I got you, Darth. Yeah. I don't know. Like, the boogie thing, that's weird to me. That's very, it's, it's weird. He's 50 and she's like 19. I, 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 I don't, I don't know. I don't know what you call that. It's gross. It's one of those things where like, well, they're both adults. What can we do? I don't think it's that weird if there's even as much of a, as a, as, as you get older, the gap can get bigger. Like my aunt and uncle are like 10 years apart. It's like no big or seven years apart. It's like no big deal now, but you know, maybe I would look at them a little weird when he was 25 and she was 18, you know, by the time you're 40, no one gives a shit, you know? I work with young people and some of them annoying the crap out of me. Dating somebody that age would make me want to jump off a roof. Yeah, I, to, I don't know. But anyway, so the list, 
what we know of the list is a judge ruled on it, I think, late yesterday and basically said, hey, you have until the 4th of July and um, to say you have a problem with your name getting out. Otherwise, it's 177 does. That's John and Jane Doe's. Who are said to be Epstein's friends, recruiters, victims, and others whose names will be revealed when the material is released on January 2nd. The material is released to the defamation case brought by Prince Andrew's accuser, Virginia Roberts, in, the New, York, in New York against Epstein's madam, Jelaine Maxwell. Roberts sued Jelaine Maxwell for defamation in 2016, and while the case was settled, the Miami Herald, which published a bombshell expose of, the Epstein, of Epstein that led to his arrest in 2019, I think that was also what the documentary was based on, the first one that came out, sued to get the documents made public. Some of the does are identified in the ruling through links to interviews they have given to the media, which the judge cited as a reason why they should not stay private. They include housekeepers on Epstein's private island in the Caribbean, where some of the worst abuse that he perpetrated was carried out. Well, people forget that he was he was sex trafficking girls in Florida for years. Most people that know about Epstein don't even know about how he was he was basically sex trafficking 15, 14, 15, 16 year old girls. I think it was just south of Miami, it mostly runaways. This is how pathetic of a man he was. He would get his wife to find some runaway and then pay these girls three, four hundred dollars for a massage, which just meant to go have sex with him. And um he he was doing this for years in Florida. And then the FBI, for some reason, for some year, for some reason. Just let him go. Drop, drop the, drop the charges. I could. Who knows? Who knows what that reason might be? I suspect there might be somebody's name on somebody's client list that got that caught, that, that got that dropped. I believe one hundred percent, as our our Hody, our, our Rody says, he was an intelligence asset. I believe that hundred percent. I believe with no evidence whatsoever, okay, there's no, I have no evidence of this whatsoever, but I'm going to say what I believe. I believe that the government was happy to have him sex traffic these runaway girls because they were happy to use his services to put other men, men they were interested in, in compromising positions. That's my opinion. That's my opinion as to why he was allowed to operate so long. That the FBI was happy to send him clients so they, they could get compromising footage. They were the FBI was fine having these girls get sex trafficked if it meant that they could get compromising information on particular men. That is my opinion. The fact that some FBI agent out not even in the state of Florida, not even in the state of Florida like negotiated this sweetheart deal for him. I mean, yeah, it was a honeypot operation Easter as Easter Sunday. Of course it was. They let it go on for years because every once in a while, in my opinion, 
they would float Jelaine Maxwell a name and say, hey, make sure you turn the camera on for this guy. That's my opinion. That's my opinion. Among other revelations and previous batches of documents were emails between Andrew and Epstein, Prince Andrew, in 2015 when Roberts made allegations about him. The batch of 177 people is the final group and includes many who were notified by the court but did not object to the document with their name on them being made public. The material is likely to include depositions, emails, legal documents, and other material not previously made public. Those three or four, uh, those three and four appear to be Miles and Kathy Alexander, a South African couple who managed Little St. James, Epstein's private island in the Caribbean, for years. Judge Prescott cited a 2011 interview the couple gave to the Daily Mail as one of the reasons why their names should be made public. In that interview, they claimed it wasn't their place to judge other people. You know, other people who were having sex with sex-trafficked runaway girls who were drug addicted even though they suspected some of the girls on the island were young. What a, what a diabolical way to phrase that. Hey, it's not my place to judge they were having sex with 13-year-olds. That's for God. Nobody asked you to judge. People wanted to know why you didn't say anything. I suspect a lot of government agencies, three-letter agencies, and I bet you not even just in America, had their had their hands in the Jelaine Maxwell, Jeffrey Epstein sex cult. I, I believe governments from all over the world were happy to send powerful people into... Nobody gave a shit about these girls that got sex trafficked. And by the way, can we take just a moment to say rest and pepperonis to... Judge Preska, who decided to release these 177 names. Can we just say, you know, <laughs> just to rest in peace. Hopefully she gets to enjoy a family, holidays with her family. But yeah, MI6, I'm sure, was a part of it. Um, you know, KGB, intelligence agencies... Russia, all these places, I'm sure, were happy to turn a blind eye to all these young women getting sex trafficked in exchange to get video evidence of people in compromising positions that the public will never see, right? The public's never going to see that. But they got what they needed and they used it, right? Somebody in the CIA or some three-letter intelligence agency in this country needed information on some RICO case or some politician. That tape exchanged hands. It was shown to the people that needed to see it, and then it was destroyed. These are all cons wild conjecture. I don't know. I don't know. How could I know? I wasn't there. All I can say is, Put yourself, this is how you know everybody involved in this is a piece of garbage, okay? Let's just all put ourselves, let's all do a little thought experiment. By the way, I appreciate you all. 
so very much tuning in early today. Um, let's just do a little thought experiment. We're on, let's all, all 5,000 of us, right? We're on a vacation together. All expenses paid. Some business partner who wants, you know, who wants to garner favor with us have sent us to this beautiful island, right? We don't know anything. We don't, nobody, you know, I don't know anything about that, right? I just got this free vacation to a private island. Cool. You arrive on that private island. We're like 5,000. We're like the southern border in the United States. We show up 5,000 strong. And we're just chilling. We're drinking our Mai Tais. We're drinking our... Those of you that don't drink are having your mocha, your mocha joka bullshit lattes. Um, you know, guys like me are just hitting that buffet. Having, you know, 3 a.m. pork chops, right? We're all hanging out, right? Play shuffleboard tournament. Maybe some of us are for scuba. We go scuba, right? Then it like then it's dinner time, right? All of us are arriving at the at the dinner thing. We start to notice something. We start to notice like, man, there really are a lot of seventy year old, wrinkly old men here with fifteen year old girls. Like, nobody said anything. Nobody? If I was on vacation, if I had, like, it's all tax write-off, everybody, yeah. Like, nobody said anything. I, <laughs> I personally believe that everybody who was on that island was hand-picked, you know? And everybody who was there knew what was happening. I don't even want to, like, I'm not even... I'm not even entertaining the idea that somebody showed up there and was like, whoa, here's an 80-year-old guy having sex with a 14-year-old girl. That's odd. <laughs> oh, well, his young at heart. Must be his granddaughter. I don't know why she's always sitting on his lap. It's, uh, if I was, like, you know, like, there's been times, like, you end up in a, in a situation where, like, you know, or maybe a better example, like you go to a house party. Like when I was younger, I would go to like house parties or something like that. And like, let's say people started doing coke or something like that. I would just leave, you know, I know how boring, but like, if you just didn't, you'd see something going around. It's not really my job to go in that other room and be like, excuse me, guys. Did you know that cocaine's illegal? But I'd leave. <laughs> I wouldn't go back 14 times. 15 times twice what a Debbie Downer yeah yeah like I don't care you know but you know I'm just not you know maybe coke wasn't a good example would have been a better example you know whatever like I don't care if people do coke I think all drugs should be legal, but that's just my opinion. Or maybe it's, maybe the better example is like you go to, you have a buddy, you have a buddy and he's like dating a 16 year old and he's like 25 and like, you know, it's not right, but you don't say like, I, I don't, I just don't think, I think people deep down are good and that they would see that kind of stuff and be like, I don't know. That's not for me. 
Now, when I was young, I had a lot of friends that did drugs, tr transition to drugs. Like I didn't care about it. I, my, my friends never pressured me to do it either. Like I would, like I would hang out with people who did blow. I didn't care. I wasn't doing it. You know what I mean? It'd be different if they like brought it to my house. If they came to my house and were trying to do that, like when I lived with my parents, I'd kick them out. Like that's not okay. It's my parents' house. You can't have that shit here. You know that that's a little different. You know. But if I was at somebody else's house, I I wouldn't have given. Like who cares? I'm not doing it. You know what I mean? Anyway, um, oh yeah, what is it with the Steam Deck vent sniffing? I know I saw that. That was a thing too. I never, I never, I was always around stuff, but I never really gave a shit. Like, it's not my, it's not my, it's not my bag. You know, I'm not doing it. So what do I care? Can't bring it over to my parents' house when they're out of town. That's their house. Can't disrespect their house like that. There's obviously a lot of other news. There's a lot of other news going on. Do you remember last week when I covered when I covered this Google antitrust lawsuit that they lost? 630 million. It was so I reported that they lost the lawsuit last week, but what came out today or actually late yesterday, I think, was that they are being forced to pay American citizens, by the way. Sorry if you're international, but they had to put $630 million into a bank account, an escrow account for American citizens. Apparently, everybody's owed at least $2, but it can increase based on how much money you may or may not have spent in the Google Play Store. And even if it's just 2 bucks, you should go get it. You know, I think that Apparently, they're going to notify. They're being forced to notify you. Things like that. Yeah, class action lawsuits only benefit lawyers. Lawyers and government. Like it's one thing. I one thing I'd like to bring on. Like um, maybe I'll talk to Robert Barnes. I'll bring Barnes on again one time. You ever notice how there's always these like, oh, the uh, FTC fines XYZ company five hundred million dollars, or uh, ooh, um, the EU fines Google two billion dollars. It's like. Who's actually getting this money? The individuals who are... The individuals who are wronged, who are being stood on to generate these huge lawsuits, we don't get any money. The government gets it all and sends it to Ukraine. You know? Hey, everyone, you get your $2. You get your $2. Woohoo! But yeah, the feds get the money and they send it to Ukraine, right? And they buy golden toilets for the White House or whatever the hell they do with it. Build more bombs. But what's interesting about this, the Washington Compost um, mentions it without, uh, without actually mentioning it. They said here in the 102 million people are eligible for Google's $630 million lawsuit. So if you just cut it across the board, that's $6 a person. But 
Google will pay $630 million into a fund that will be divided among an estimated 102 million eligible consumers across 50 states. The District of Columbia, Puerto Rico, and the U.S. Virgin Islands, according to the settlement terms for Utah at all versus Google that were revealed late Monday, Google will pay an additional $70 million for a fund to be used by the states to resolve other related claims. The states wrote in the court filing late Monday that they estimate at least 70% of eligible consumers, or 71.4 million people, will receive automatic payments without even having to file a claim. State attorneys general hailed the settlement as a victory for consumers. We brought this lawsuit because it is illegal to use monopoly power to drive up prices and limit consumer choice. Colorado Attorney General Phil Weiser said in a statement ahead of filing the lawsuit terms. Wilson White, Google's Vice President of Affairs and Public Policy, said in a blog post that Google was pleased to resolve the case because $630 million is like irrelevant to them. It's not even real money. I don't think you can write off lawsuit losses, although I'm not sure. Would be one hell of a write-off. The Google settlement is a big ticket payout, though it comes under the $725 million Facebook agreed to pay earlier this year for sharing users' data without permission. According to the settlement terms, an eligible consumer for the payout is an individual whose legal address is in the Google Payments profile was in the United States, District of Columbia, Puerto Rico, or the U.S. Virgin Islands when they purchased any app from Google Play or made an in-app purchase, including subscriptions through Google, Pay, Google Play. Which is, I mean, it's wild to me. You know, like... This, but I don't care about the two, everyone getting $2. No one cares about that, okay? You don't even care about that. You don't care about the $2. But what's interesting about the settlement is that Google is also being forced to allow more competition. Google also agreed to make other changes designed to make it easier for consumers to download and install Android apps from other outlets besides its Play Store for the next five years. It will also refrain from issuing as many, quote, secu or security warnings or, quote, scare screens when alternative choices are being used. If, you, if you've ever tried to, if you ever tried to, like, download an app like an apk an app from you know not from the google play store not from the itunes store you know what i'm talking about you get like a million air like a million warning screens pop up on your phone oh this app is not secure you wish you, you shouldn't install it you definitely should install this app this is an evil app you shouldn't install it definitely shouldn't install this app are you sure you want to install this app we don't think you should install this app click yes are you sure click yes are you sure The makers of Android apps will also gain more flexibility to offer alternative payment choices to consumers instead of having transactions automatically processed through the Play Store and its commission system. Apps will also be able to promote lower prices available to consumers who choose an alternate to the Play Store's payment processing. So these are all great. These are all, these are all definite wins for um, like you know people who are you know, anti, 
big tech monopoly. It gives us a five-year window of slightly less monop monopolistic control. What I hope is that in the next five years, at least we can get the X phone up and running. I, I firmly believe that, you know, part of Starlink, the Starlink satellite array is going to be launching, you know, cell phones. I mean, I fully expect the X phone to be a thing in the, in the last five years. Now, it's only a third option. You know, it's only a third option. So right now you either have Apple or Google and they are perfectly aligned in their censorious big tech hate speech bullshit. If X launches a phone or Pi, the Pi phone, whatever it is, whatever that launches, um, you know, whenever that launches, that would be great. The thing is, oh yeah, there's Google and there's Apple iTunes, but they're effectively the same company. They're effectively the same company. You know, I would like to see some sort of government regulation or government like saying that I can buy whatever kind of cell phone I want and just use the existing networks. I'm sure most of the, um, I'm sure most of the, I'm sure most of the terrestrial cellular network was built with tax breaks. That's probably our network, you know? BlackBerry needs to come back. BlackBerry was not a service, though. You still needed to use, like, Verizon or whatever. We need... Oh, wait, no. That would that would actually qualify. You're right. Because BlackBerry had its own app store. You're right about that. Um, BlackBerry... Yeah, bring back BlackBerry. I mean, I loved my BlackBerry. I had the one that had, like, the full QWERTY keyboard on it. I freaking loved that thing. I loved it. Absolutely great. Now, here's an interesting story. I wanted to pull this up. We've got lots of news today, friends. Let me pull this article up. Womp, womp, womp. Womp, 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 Ba, 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 ba. I don't know if this is a topic from the main channel or not, but I thought it was really interesting. You know, I like to cover a little tech. I, I dabble in little tech. I dabble, I doodle-daddle a little in tech. You know? So you guys let me know. I'm going to record it as a segment for the main, but you tell me if it belongs on the main or not. Absolutely brutal news for Apple. Uh, their nightmare before Christmas as their Apple Watch has been banned from selling in the United States this week, uh, the week before Christmas. The biggest gift buying week of the year, the biggest financial week of the year, and probably, I don't know, maybe the Google Apple Watch isn't a gift most kids get, although... Budgets for Christmas nowadays have gone so insane. When I was young, I remember the budget was like around $100 for me and my sister. Um, I'm sure my mom and dad would go over a little bit. I don't know what these Apple Watches cost, but I got to think they're three, four, five hundred dollars $500. Maybe I'm totally off and it's much less than that. But I see lots of kids with them, and I assume since no kids work these days, 
Their parents must have bought them for them. So here we go. Apple will be forced to stop selling its Apple Watch in the United States this week over claims that the devices are running on stolen technology. I don't know about you, but having like a smartwatch, quote unquote, that's literally pulling all my biometric data and sending it to Apple and all these other companies, I don't think so. Sales of the Apple Watch Series 9 and Ultra 2 will halt online starting December 21st and from all Apple retail locations beginning the day before Christmas. The announcement means that only the only available Apple Watch in the United States will be the company's cheap budget SE model. The ruling comes amid a legal dispute over technology that Apple smartwatches use to run their blood oxygen feature. Industry experts told DailyMail.com it could result in at least a $200 million revenue loss for Apple during one of its most lucrative times of the year. Now, I don't know how many people are running out to buy a Christmas gift uh, the day before Christmas, especially this year when that's going to be a Sunday, but it's a non-zero number. I mean, I've seen the stores packed. I remember when I was young buying my friends like those. Remember when those... Does anybody remember? I don't think these are probably not still a thing, but I remember the, the, the craze of those gift boxes, not, not coffee brand coffee gift boxes, which today is your last day to get your coffee brand coffee gift box via two day shipping. If you wait till tomorrow night, then it'll be, you'll have to pay for overnight shipping, which nobody wants to do. Two day shipping is still very affordable. Make sure you get your coffee brand coffee gift box today. Link will be in the description down below. I don't know about you, but do you remember the cologne gift boxes? Like it used to be Aspen cologne and like Aspen deodorant and then something else in a gift box and everybody would buy them and everybody would get them. Like that was so wild. Now coffee brand coffee gift boxes with our customizable gift box builder is obviously a much better gift. Things are selling out very quickly. So if, if you're watching this video, if you haven't headed over to coffeebrandcoffee.com yet to build a gift box, do that today. A Massimo spokesperson told dailymail.com that after a thorough multi-year legal investigation, the ITC found that Apple infringed on certain Massimo's patented innovations for measuring blood oxygen. The decision to exclude certain foreign-made models of the Apple Watch demonstrates that even the world's most powerful companies must abide by the law. Yeah, I don't know about all that. Sometimes they have to. Uh, uh, sometimes they have to abide by the law. The International Trade Commission expert judgment in this matter should be respected, protecting intellectual property rights, maintaining public trust in the United States patent system, and encouraging the United States industry. The International Trade Commission issued a landmark ban which is responsible for clamping down on unfair trade practices. In October, the ITC announced this ruling, finding that devices infringed on two patents owned by biotech company Massimo, based in California. They accused Apple of uh, entering discussions with it for potential partnership in 2013, only to steal the biotech startup idea and poach some of its engineers to implement it. Well, I mean, this is the way that business works. I mean... I don't think I, I am actually shocked and surprised that there was any legal remedy provided here 
against Apple. Because, I mean, quite frankly, this is the way innovation in the United States works. Google, Apple, these companies, Facebook, they don't innovate anything. They just buy or steal all their ideas. I mean, we can talk about the Windows operating system. We can go all the way back to how Windows was a thing, right? How that came about. The Irvine-based company pioneered a sensor technology that can consistently emits light through the skin to monitor blood oxygen saturation. Apple's technology shines red and near-infrared light into the blood-perfused tissue. According to the company's website, they were found, don't really care about that. Data shows that Massimo is valued at seven, nearly $7 billion, and Kayani's net worth is $1.3 billion. Trading was down more than 5% on Monday following the news of Apple's halt on smartwatches. He told Forbes that he met with Apple in 2013 to discuss possible collaboration on the Apple Watch project, but Apple opted not to join forces with them and focus on hospital products, which does not align with the tech giant's consumer-focused fo uh, model. A decade later, the two companies met again. Massimo sued Apple in federal court in 2020 and again in 2021 after the Apple Watch Series 6 release, which was the first model to have the blood oxygen feature. According to Forbes, he has spent $60 million fighting Apple in court. The ITC handed down its order in October, starting the clock on a 60-day presidential review period. Now it's set to expire Christmas Day. It seems like they probably got some level of favorable, some level of favorable ruling there. Like they probably said, okay, well, you know, we're gonna allow you know you to sell through Christmas, basically. Now, Apple said today's announcement, I'm sorry, the Biden administration can veto to the, the ITC ban, but the White House has chosen not to act so far. Apple said today's announcement that it would be halting the sales of its watches, the company preemptively taking steps to comply with, uh, comply should the ruling stand. Apple strongly disagrees with the order and is pursuing a range of legal and technical, I mean, maybe just don't steal stuff. You know, maybe just don't steal stuff. It's, it is rare for a president to veto a decision from the ITC, but Apple has benefited from such intervention in the past. Shocking. President Dr um, Barack Drone Obama vetoed a ban on the iPhone as part of Apple's legal dispute with Samsung in 2013. As of right now, there is no timeline on how long the Apple Watch Ultra 2 and the Apple Watch Series 9 will be unavailable for purchase. The Biden administration could still step in and veto the ITC exclusion. I mean, I would think that that's pretty 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 bad i'd say that that's pretty bad now from what i'm hearing samsung actually removed this tech from its phones a long time ago because well this company actually owns it what's funny about this is like this is a uh, very bad timing i wonder apple stock let's see yeah it's fine today it took a little bit of a hit yesterday, but people don't, the market doesn't seem so concerned. You know, the market doesn't seem so concerned with it. Apple's $17 billion smartwatch rescue mission. Tech giant races to avoid historic ban in the United States, in United States that could last until 2028. Apple has launched a $17 billion rescue mission to save its smartwatches from being banned in the U.S. to patent infringement claims. 
Engineers will use the funds to adjust how devices' algorithms measure oxygen saturation and show data to users before the clock runs out on December 24th. That is when all Apple stores in the United States must stop selling the Series 9s and Ultra 2 models after an order by Americans Trade Watchdog, which ruled the tech giant stole copyrighted technology. I actually thought about buying one of these, even though I'm not a Apple phone guy, when my dad was still around, because monitoring his blood oxygen levels is so important. And um, he would never like wear the finger thing properly. Um, I remember talking about that with my mom, like before he passed away, like we should get dad this thing so he could wear it. I think it's actually pretty helpful if it's accurate. I don't know how accurate it is because in my experience with blood oxygen levels, you know, monitoring them, you know, my dad had a bunch of different devices. Some of them, like some of them worked, some of them didn't work. It depended how warm your hands were. It depended, like he have to sit on his hand for a while to warm it up to make sure that he would get a clear reading. So I don't know how clear the watch really was. Um, but I can tell you this, I actually did have a family member whose life was saved by an Apple watch and I hate Apple, but you know, in, in, um, in this, in, in like in the spirit of transparency, his Apple watch detected, detected, detected some, um, weird arrhythmia with his heart. And he ended up needing a, um, pacemaker, but he didn't know his watch was like, actually said, Hey, you're having some sort of heart issue or something like that. So, I mean, in that case, you know, I think for people who are over 40, over 50, there's probably some benefits to, to wearing these health tracking devices. But, you know, ultimately on top of that, um, I'm not exactly sure that I want to be sharing this kind of comp all this, like it's bad enough if you have a smartphone, right? If you have a smartphone out there and you know, you have all these lunatics at these tech companies pulling in all that data, you know, TikTok sending all your information to China. Now we're sending health information. I've always been one of those people that even when like my insurance company asked questions or anything like that, I just, I don't answer anything. I'm happy to pay the, you know, the premium. They keep begging me. They're like, oh, just, if you do this like little physical thing, we'll say, we'll, we'll knock your insurance bill down a hundred dollars a year. Nope. Not going to do it. Nope. You can't have any additional information on me. That's not how this works. So it's going to be interesting to see if Apple actually gets out of this. Could be a potential, you know, very, very big, very, very, ah, very, very big financial loss for them. Billions and billions of dollars. So it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to watch this over time. By the way, shout out to Anton's in Roanoke, Texas. Free shipping on your Biltong using code the Q, one word, on landedbiltong.com and antonusa.com. Shout out to listener Daniel for visiting us. Have a great day. Yeah, I saw somebody in chat say they visited you guys. I think I should have some Wagyu in my, on my way, or coming my way soon here too, right? From what I understand. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, maybe I'm just being foolish and it, it really doesn't matter because, like, hold on a second. Yeah, sneeze button for the win. Oh, wait. Ah, 
Ah, oh, okay. But the um, it's interesting. I don't know if that. Do you think that that's a good? Uh, do you think that that's a good story for the main channel? Uh, you're getting consistent views, well over 5K. Congratulations, another giveaway. Um, oh, thanks, Anton. Um, probably I'll probably do another giveaway in in the new year in quarter one. Uh, because like, you know. <laughs> We got to make sure and I show them that we can maintain the crowd, but really happy you're all here today. If it's your first time viewing, by the way, uh, and you're enjoying the show, say hi in the chat. You know, if you don't have a Rumble account, create one. Get involved in the chat. I run a, a pretty friendly chat room, um, and it's always better to, like, get out there and, 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 and chat with people. Um, if you haven't yet, there's a green follow button to follow my channel. Please consider doing so. You'll actually get notified when I go live, which is every day at 1 o'clock Eastern. Also, I upload all of my YouTube videos. I upload five standalone videos to Rumble every day. If you're somebody who watches YouTube but only comes over to Rumble for the live stream, I generally upload all of my YouTube videos earlier here on Rumble, so you get to see them even earlier. If you want to be an absolute Chad and join my locals, there's a button here for the basement. There is a locals chat where you can post pictures and videos and you can join essentially, you know, a private group where you get direct access to me um, and uh, other chatters. This is the only time I'm going to bring it up today, but if you click the basement here, click on that. It's five bucks a month. It goes directly to supporting not just me, but everybody else. My goal is to get five new members every single day. So if you're in the position to, you see enough value, please consider joining the basement and then joining the, um, and then joining the lo locals chat, which I just put in chat. It's a, it's like a members only chat. I also have that up on the screen, but lots to talk about still today. But yeah, great show. Great. We're really getting some good momentum. So I'm, I'm really happy that you're all here. I hope you're enjoying the show. Like, I hope you're, you're having a good time. <laughs> There's all sorts of grifts. We get it. Move on. Wait, I'm going to ask people to follow me. That's not a grift. That's free. Oh, yeah. Leave a like on it, too. We have just 486 likes. 5,700 people. By the way, excellent. This might be a all-time record. This is probably an all-time record for a non-guest show. Does anybody does anybody refute that? I think this might be one of the biggest non-guest shows, other than when we first launched the giveaway. I think we had like 7,000 that day. But we're going to do another giveaway in like February, I think. But I think this is probably one of the biggest natural uh, shows that we've had. Interesting news out of Marvel. Now, a lot of you might be unaware of this particular Marvel star, but they were on the up-and-coming side. Jonathan Majors, uh, who was in Ant-Man and the Wasp, played Kang. We was Kangs, as apparently he has now been fired from Marvel as after being found guilty. Now, one thing I think is pretty interesting. Um, there were several claims made about this Marvel actor putting his hands on his girlfriend video footage revealed that they both appeared to be insane, not dissimilar from perhaps the 
you know, the Johnny Depp scenario. I, I took a lot of flack from from Depp fans, and I understand you're every you have a you know every right to you know you know voice your opinion to me and about my opinions. I've always said, hey, uh, Johnny Depp was probably no saint either. I've seen toxic relationships because I'm not 12 years old, and um, this appears to be another one of those. However, Jonathan Majors had made several admissions via text message during this trial, which essentially alluded to him apologizing for putting his hands on her, um, asking her like a child to not go to the hospital because people would because people would ask questions. You know, I think that that's, you know, a pretty much an admission of guilt. A lot of people never even heard of this guy. Well, he was set to play in a lot of the, uh, many of the upcoming Marvel movies. Jonathan Majors has been found guilty of two counts of harassment and assault against his ex-girlfriend while being acquitted on two other counts, but the actor has hit back saying he still looks forward to clearing his name. Look, there is no clearing his name. Generally, you don't send a text message to somebody begging them to not go to the hospital after you hit them. Um, like that, that, that's pretty much a, a, a 100% admission that you did it. Um, I do think it was interesting that they gave him, though, Johnny Depp. You know, I don't want to go racial, okay, but I'll just say this Johnny Depp was fired simply because of the allegation. All Amber Heard had to do was make a wild anonymous allegation on Twitter and he got fired. Jonathan Majors, not white, got to have the decision made by Disney after the trial in which he was found guilty. He was given the benefit of the doubt. He was given his day in court before they fired him. British dancer Gracie Jabari, 30, said she suffered excruciating pain when the Marvel movie star struck her on the head and broke her finger in the back of an SUV after she saw a flirty text message from another woman on his phone. Jabari's lawyer, Brittany Henderson, said jurors had delivered justice by convicting him on Monday and said her client hoped the case would inspire other quote-unquote survivors to speak out. Okay. I have a huge problem using that terminology. You didn't survive it. You were free to leave that relationship at any time, okay? You survive a plane crash. You survive cancer. You survive a car crash. You survive a, um, a lion, a bear attack, okay? You don't survive some getting in some drunken argument with your rich boyfriend over some whore, okay? Sorry, is that too rough? Is that too, is that too, or some homewrecker, I should say. You didn't survive that, all right? Survival implies um, the chance of not surviving. You guys are all, I want to thank you all for surviving this video. Leave a, leave a like on this video if you survived it. That way I'll know you survived. Now, for majors, the conviction spell up to a year behind bars. He won't do a single day in prison. I'll just say that, okay? Along with the ruin of his Hollywood career, which is why this trial really happened, he was about to be tipped for an Oscar in his role in an unreleased movie, Magazine Dreams. Centering around a troubled bodybuilder, the film was put on hold by Disney 
In light of the allegations, the entertainment giant must now decide whether to stand by majors or completely cancel the movie. Well, we know for a fact that they're going to cancel the movie. And we also know that if he was white, they would have canceled a long time ago. Now, in, 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 in my opinion, in my opinion, this is a toxic relationship. Um, you know, I think that they probably both, you know, there was one video security footage that was released where Jonathan Majors literally ran down the street at, at full, his full speed running away from her and she was chasing him nonstop. Like she chased him down and like, I, I don't know, um, you know, what transpired, but I mean, it wasn't exactly a brutal incident. You know, he was probably trying to get away from this. So from everything I'm hearing unofficially months ago, uh, I guess according to Midnight's Edge, who always has a lot of insider information, he was fired months ago, which I 100% believe. There is no way even with the trial that they were putting this movie out. Um, again, this he was also, you know, he graduated from Yale with an acting master's and rose to fame starting in 2019. He went on to perform in Lovecraft Country, which was absolute garbage, received a primetime Emmy Award nomination before starring as supervillain super villain King the Conqueror in the Marvel Universe and Dame Anderson in Creed 3 this year. This, this gentleman's star was rising immensely, and he could not keep his hands off his girlfriend. You know, it's like, um, you know, he survived Yale, but he did not survive being dating a crazy white woman. Now, do, do I think that she deserved any of this stuff? No, of course. The text messages outside of the converse, like, so this confrontation they have where he's basically trying to push her into this Uber and say, like, get out of here, leave. Um, you know, I don't, that looks like two people having a, you know, being toxic. The text messages, however, were far more troubling where he begged like a little child for her to not go to the hospital because essentially he would be implicated. She kept saying, oh, I'm having my head hurts. I'm having head problems. And he's like, please don't go to the hospital. People will ask questions, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, he wrote back, you know, please don't go. I don't want to, you know, I don't want people to answer questions. I mean, you know, look at, she, I'm, she survived a, a broken finger, a bruised finger. Why are there not statues dedicated to this woman? She barely survived a bruised finger. Now, they had some sort of spat. I can't, they keep showing this picture. I don't really know what it is. There's maybe a little bruise. I mean, her finger is probably broken here. Is what her finger is very bruised. That looks like a broken finger. Okay, I've survived uh, about seven of them in my life. Where's my statue? Um, but, oh, that does not look good. Cut behind the ear. That looks like it's probably from her earring getting pushed up there. Um, you know, but again, this little spat they had, I'm less inclined to care about. But the text messages after were, were pretty much an ad admission of guilt. 
you know, it was pretty, it was pretty bad where he's like begging her, don't go to the hospital. You know, he says, you know, after their fights, majors would threaten to end himself, which is super manipulative. Um, and he would say that he had to put actions into place to already do so. He also said, I'm a great man, a great man. I do great things for me, but my culture, he said he needed a woman that supports me, a great woman who would make sense. He was like a psychopath. Once you see all the text messages and you see how delusion he is, delusional he is, you lose a lot of respect, you know? You know, you lose a lot of, like, that benefit of the doubt. Describing the dynamic of the relationship, she said it was confusing because I felt scared of him but depended on him. I promised him I would never tell anyone what went on. Now, I suspect, I guess you can make the argument, like, you can make the argument that there's always a first time for everything to happen. But in general, I mean, if you're caught on camera pushing a woman around or, or, or if a, man, a woman is, you know, putting or pushing a man around, it's probably not the first time that's happened. You know, like when you get that, like divorced couple who uh, finally just doesn't give a frick anymore and starts arguing in front of their friends, it's really uncomfortable. Or like when you have a, a parents that finally just stop hiding behind, you know, moving their arguments outside. So they argue in front of their kids. It's not the first time they've argued. It's not first time, uh, you know, any of this has happened. He said he was trying to pry my phone out of my hands when I, when that wasn't successful, he put his arm behind my back, putting her behind her back. He said that majors began peeling her fingers off the phone and was twisting her arm. He said, trying to make me feel pain. Next, I felt a really hard blow across my head, making a swiping motion. I mean, I, she tried to fend the majors off. The car stopped and they both got out. Um, I believe that that happened. You know, I believe we've seen the security cam footage. We've seen all this kind of stuff. You know, again, volatile relationship. Did she egg him on? Maybe, but a man's got to know better. A man's got to know better. You can't put your hands on a woman. You can't be putting your hands on, on, you know, especially when you're talking about, um, you know, you can't hide behind the race card then. Now these, this woman covered for him for a very long time, but I don't, you know, it doesn't look good. And then Marvel dropped Jonathan majors after he's found guilty of harassing and, and putting his hands on his ex-girlfriend. There's obviously enough for this to go to trial, criminal trial, right? And this is somebody that the, the video is not great. Uh, the, the altercation is not great. He definitely put his hands on her. Um, was it a single momentary lapse? I doubt it. Here's the, here's the security cam footage. See, he lifts her up and throws her in the car. Um, if you're watching and you can see he's literally trying to get away from her at one point. This is why I say like a lot of these, a lot of this is like two psychos getting together. He's trying to, he's pushing her off him. She keeps chasing him down the street, all this kind of stuff. Like if you watch, they get out of the car because they had clearly been fighting in the car. He lifts her off the ground, pushes her back in the car. Okay. Now I don't know if she was attacking him in the car or whatever the case is. Um, you know, and then he's got his arm around her here. I mean, there's, they're tussling. Then they go to another camera and he tries to grab something and run away. Maybe it's the cell phone. The, the driver here, they left the door open. 
I mean, the situation does not look good. And he, he does look like he was putting his hands on her. And then the part later where he's literally running away from her and she's chasing him down the street. Who even knows what in the heck was going on? I mean, I've definitely dealt with people in my life who say stupid manipulative things like, oh, I'm going to end myself and this, that, and the other thing. Um, maybe he said something like that. Why is he running from her? I don't know. If she, if you know, why is she chasing him? The whole thing is really like fishy. I don't know why she continued to chase him. Two things can be true. He could have also, you know, hit her. He could have hit her. Um, and she could still also like love him and understand that, you know, that he's her meal ticket. Um, you just can't, you know, you can't, can't do it. Can't put your hands on somebody period. And now this man who had a budding Hollywood career was about to star in like four different movies, lost it all. And, uh, you know, you just can't date. You just, I don't know. I, this is a little more muddy, I think than Johnny and Amber, because this is all on videotape and he definitely, um, put his hands on her. So, um, idiot, stupid decision, moronic through his whole career away. He's probably not going to prison. But uh, what an unimaginable idiot. Hope you enjoyed that video. Let me know what you think in the comment section down below, though. I mean, what do you think? What do you, what do you think? To me, it's pretty clear that, like, it's, it's, not, it's not the same thing as... It's not the same thing as Johnny Depp. Like, he definitely like pushed her around and roughed her up. Like he definitely, he definitely did. He definitely did shove her into the car. He definitely did, you know, it's easy with the racist shit guys. Come on. All right. It's easy. Like it's definitely. I don't think, um, I would argue that uh, this guy definitely did hit her. She had the receipts. I think that uh, it cost him everything. You know, he deserves to lose everything because he put his hands on her. They're probably both crazy. They're probably both crazy, you know? Just like with Amber Heard and Johnny Depp. Can women attack you without accountability? Are you asking me the legal answer? Or are we or are we are we are you asking me the reality of it? Because in the reality, yes, they can. Women can hit you and you're not allowed to do a damn thing. If you're if you work in Hollywood or if you have a you know if you're an online personality any of that stuff. You can't do anything. The best thing you can do as a man in this case, okay? The best thing. My pen broke. The best thing you can do as a man, which is what Johnny Depp did, was film it. Turn your camera on and put it in her face and let her hit you on camera. Then turn the camera off. and No, no, I'm just kidding. You don't touch them. You get your cell phone. You put the camera on. 
If she hits you, you call the cops. If the cops treat you like they treat a lot of men who report domestic violence, you request a supervisor and you sue the police department. You know? He deserves to lose everything because he's a white guy dating a black chick. Who the fuck said that? I didn't say that. Finally finished the Lego DeLorean. It doesn't quite look like the one out of the box, sadly. I'm going to see what else I can with all those extra pieces. Oh, maybe that's why it doesn't look the same. I think that, like, you just got, you can't, you can't, you can't, I don't care what she's doing. If, look, if you're just some schmo who works at the steel mill, you can probably defend yourself. But if you're in the public eye and, uh, with all that money Jeremy has, he should get a law degree. I don't, I don't know if that's making fun of me or if that's agreeing with me, but I'm telling you. I'm telling you that's the way that shit works. And I'll also tell you that cops will make fun of... If a man calls... Like if my 120-pound wife was hitting me and I call the cops and I don't have video evidence of it, they're going to la- they're gonna not treat me like they would a woman. That's just the... That's the reality of it. Oh, it wasn't making fun of you. Oh, okay. I mean, I'm just saying that that's, you know... That's you have to film it and you have to let her hit you. She's not going to hurt you. You're going to be okay. But that's the reality of it. Crash Banner says Kodak moment. My bad. Is that even a thing anymore? <laughs> yeah. I think the charges will stick because he doesn't have a humiliation ritual on record. He's not playing ball with the elites. That could be too. Yeah. She chased him after stealing his phone. No, she stole, he stole her phone from what I could understand. Tell it to Johnny who lost a fingertip. I did. And you know what? Let me tell you something. Do you know why Johnny Depp won that lawsuit? Do you know the single number one reason that Johnny Depp won that lawsuit? Take a guess. Take a single guess of why he won that lawsuit. Was there ever video of him putting his hands on her? Nope. And he recorded her. He recorded her being unhinged. It had nothing to do with money. It was because he filmed it. And when he went into that courtroom and those regular everyday people saw her acting like a psychotic bitch, she lost. He never put his hands on her. He didn't push her back. He filmed it. He strategically would say things on film like, um, you know, uh, where she admitted to hitting him on film. Oh, the girl's not going to hate you. Johnny's got hurt. That's all I was saying. Um, I, I mean, I guess, I guess. If there's a knife involved, I said let her hit you, not let her stab you. Falling says masculinity isn't toxic. It's a pariah, a sacrifice for divided states of misandry. Yeah. 
<coughs> Didn't Depp cut his own finger? No, I can't remember exactly how that happened. Um, there was it was in a scuffle. Just let her kill you, bro. We'll clear your name. <laughs> yeah. Hey, am I anybody? T does anybody? I know you're all like, there people are like making their jokes, but am I wrong? Am I wrong? Because a lot of people are arguing from the position of this. This like, oh, yeah, she threw a bottle at him. Yes, that's correct. Wasn't a knife. Yeah. Um, a lot of people are arguing from the position of how they think the legal system should work. And I'm arguing from position of how it actually works. You film it every single time. She puts her hands on you. You call the cops. You file a report. Because if you don't do those things, if you don't do those things, you will lose. The cops aren't going to believe you. They're going to think you're a pussy. If you're in Hollywood or you're whatever, you're going to be automatically convicted. Johnny Depp was acquitted and he still lost his career. And he couldn't have handled it any better. He literally destroyed her in court and still lost everything. Quite frankly, if you're a man and you're dating a woman who's, who's ever put her hands on you. By the way, she beat up her last lover. He knew that, right? Many people think she also punched Elon Musk, but that's a story for a different day. You cannot involve yourself. She's probably an animal in the sack and probably a great lay. And that's, you know, what he thought. Well, now it cost him freaking everything. Do you think Disney's releasing that movie? Does anybody actually think Disney's releasing that movie? No shot. Alex. No shot. Is Disney releasing that movie? None. You're going to have to walk into the police station with a knife still in you. Probably. And with her hand still on it. You know how, you know how cheap you can put... You know how cheaply you can put cameras in your house? These Waze cameras? I have like six of them, eight of them in my house. They're like 30 bucks each. Probably will never need them until I do. I mean, you never know. Some cleaner comes, some cleaning crew comes to my house, sees I have a nice house, fakes, tries to fake some injury and sue me. I probably lose that. I'm a big, I mean, I don't, I won't give you the exact number, but I have a lot of cameras in and outside my house, you know, because I know. I, because it's mostly because I covered this stuff and I see the way a lot of this stuff actually shakes out. You know what I mean? Do you ever wonder, you ever see those videos of like, you know, um, there was that video. Do you guys remember it? Um, do you remember that video of where the cops the cops shot an unarmed man, but the only reason they, they they had like a camera angle, it was like inside of a trailer, something like that. Do you remember that? Like, uh, I forget. Do you remember that it went viral like last year? The only reason we, that guy we that guy got any justice against a cop that shot him was because he had one of those cameras sitting in his house. Yeah, exactly. I have cameras on the outside of my tiny home, none inside. I like plowing my old lady in all the rooms, not just my bedroom. Well, I mean, that's how that's your right. 
You know, that's your right. I don't have camera facing my bed either, you know. Or do I? Weren't you just telling us no Apple Watch for you because they're stealing your biometric data? Yeah, I know. Life's about making life is about making uh exceptions. I use CCTV. I have my own internal system though. Your sex tape will be online very soon. I don't think there'll be a lot of interest in it. I've used I've used those cameras all I had a cat that was puking. And I have five cats. So I had this cat like every day when I come upstairs, there's freaking cat puke. And I could not figure out which cat was puking. So I set up like three cameras. And then mo turn on motion sense. And I, fi I figured out, sure enough, I get a notification, bing. And here's my black cat, Doc, like right up on the camera. Bleah! Just pukes right on the camera. I'm like, there. Now I know. For weeks, I couldn't figure out which cat was puking. Turns out I solved the problem just by using uh, using um, a what's called as a, like essentially a slow feeding bowl. It was it was nuts because like it was like uh, I was looking for him and looking for him. I was like I couldn't figure it out. I was separating the cats. I put two cats in the bathroom for like a week and then nobody puked. Then I opened the door again, let them out. Then instant puke. It turned out that the cats were essentially competing for food, and so Doc, my black cat, was like blah, 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 like wolfing it all down. I would always see these big piles of like unchewed cat food. And I was like, what in the hell is going on? And um, so it's even more funny. I should show you a picture of it. Maybe I'll post a picture to the internet, although people probably do what people do. But we actually created five little tunnels where each cat goes in like this cardboard tunnel to get to their bowl so they can't see the other cats. So they can't see the other cats, so they don't know how much food they have or how little food they have, so they don't feel like they have to compete. And ever since we did that, there's been there's been the normal amount of cat puke, which is like once a week. Uh, look for cat food that doesn't show activated charcoal as an ingredient, and it might help. Well, I appreciate that. I think I figured it out with... Uh, I should do cat tank. Just put like all of my... You know, just close the door on all my cats in there and, and allow you guys access to the cameras. <laughs> What's going on, everyone? Now, you may have been following this story. You may not have been following this story. It's difficult to say. But uh, a particular YouTuber... Uh, who was, you know, ironically a uh, a family vlogger. You know, it's so funny how this ends up, how this stuff ends up shaking out so often. It's like you don't, it, you, it, 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 it didn't, uh, it didn't seem. Hold on a sec.
Tim Poole just dropped a little interesting, a little interesting bombshell in the DMs. Oh my God. Okay. All right. Oh, oh, okay. I just asked his permission to share with what he told me. If, if he gives it to me, I'll share it with you. If he doesn't, I'm sorry, but I can't. Because you can't betray your friend's trust. Hold on a sec. <laughs> Hold on. Uh... Wait a second. I have to correct something quick and then see if he, this is going to be really funny. <laughs> okay. Hold on. <laughs> okay. Hold on. All right. Why even tease us? Because I have no filter. I'm an, I'm a child. I didn't mean to tease you, but it, uh, it's funny. All right, let's get. Well, I'll wait to hear back from Timmy. Uh, hold on. Apparently, Kendall, Kendall Stevens charged with raping a couple of kids should be good video of true. I did see that. Um, I'd like to have some videos at least get monetized. So, like the the kid rape videos. You know, I already did the Epstein video today, so I'd like to earn some money. <laughs> I'm edging the chat. I'm not edging it. Okay. Uh, let me start that over. I don't know if you're following this story or not, but uh, it's always interesting to me in the modern era of um, in the modern era of everything has to be online, right? Like weirdos have to put everything online. I covered that video yesterday of this girl's emotional roller coaster in which she covered every aspect of uh, getting diagnosed with, uh, you know, those horrible unsightly sores that are for life. Of course, YouTube demonetized that video as well. But nonetheless, uh, this particular YouTuber was a mommy YouTuber, uh, a family YouTuber, somebody that had eight children, eight little beans, and she used them to get rich. And what's interesting is not only is she now in prison, but she has admitted some absolutely heinous stuff. She's definitely not going to be eligible to get a last second Christmas gift from Coffee Brand Coffee. Today is the last day utilizing uh, the two-day shipping option for you to get your last second Coffee Brand Coffee gift boxes. Get your order in early. Make sure you have it in time for Christmas. We're doing everything we can. It's all hands on deck to make sure, because I know a lot of people have last-minute gifts that they need. We have a custom gift box builder with thousands and thousands of variable options. Even if they don't like coffee, we have 15 organic teas, four real cacao two cocos, we also have a premium candy and snacks option where you have something like 50. You want to build them a box of delicious treats. You can do that too. 
coffeebrandcoffee.com. Get yours today. Ruby Frank, YouTuber, pled guilty to being a terrible mother, doing terrible things four months after her malnourished kids were found at the U at her Utah home. I, I don't understand. I mean, I do. I guess it's like not even one of those things where, um, where I'm even surprised anymore these days. It seems like these people are always terrible. These like family vlogs and mommy vloggers and fan. They're like always getting, it seems like they're getting always embroiled in like stealing money or, um, uh, uh, you know, well, being terrible parents. Disgraced YouTuber Ruby Frankie pled guilty to felony abuse as part of a plea deal four months after her malnourished kids were found at the Utah home of her business partner. Frankie wearing gray and white jail clothing, pled guilty to each of the first three charges individually and on the fourth said, quote, with my deepest regret and sorrow, my family and children guilty. Frankie and her business partner and her partner, Jody Hillebrand, were arrested earlier this year after one of their six children escaped the home in Ivan's, Utah, running to a neighbor's home where he knocked on the door asking for food and water. I, I don't understand. I, I saw this video uh, come out. I was like pushed to me in the YouTube YouTube algorithm because they want everybody to just feel terrible about everything. Um, where like some family had like eight kids or something like that. And they did. And there was something very similar where the kids are all like a like a second, a second, a two-year-old like reading level and all this kind of stuff. And they just, you know, I don't even understand why you have kids, um, if that's how you're going to treat them. But, you know, I don't know. Originally, Frankie was facing six second degree felony counts of this behavior. Combine those charges carried a maximum sentence of 90 years in prison. Today's plea deal cuts that maximum penalty to just 60 years. What? Only 60? When a wood chipper is so much more affordable? The pair had been running Frankie's YouTube channel, Eight Passengers, where she gave, ironically, parenting advice. Frankie insists she was manipulated by Hildebrand, who was also charged earlier this year. Her attorney says Hildebrand's influences cr influence created a distorted sense of reality. Ruby Frankie is a devoted mother who is also a woman committed to constant improvement. Well, that's not exactly how this looks like it shook out. Frankie initially believed that Hildebrand had the insight to offer a path to continual improvement but said that Hildebrandt took advantage of this quest and twisted it into something heinous. Of course, the kids, you know, now without parents. Hildebrandt system systematically isolated Ruby Frank from her extended family, 
older children and her husband, Kevin Frank, the statement said, by the time she was arrested, Frankie's, pro Frank's, Frankie's polished personal life had crumbled. Her hum husband had left her, citing differences in their parenting styles. What, one wanted to abuse them and one didn't? Was that the, was that the, that the difference? She had then launched a personal coaching channel with Hildebrand, another woman, I assume. I mean, I, I'm not exactly sure how this is somebody else's fault. I don't know, as some people will point out, how you accidentally never feed your children. Those kids are, are wrecked for their entire life. They will probably never have much of a chance. Maybe the ones that are like super duper young, perhaps. You know, maybe that's the case. You know, I don't even know. Momfluencer Ruby Frank admits to her sick behavior in guilty plea. I mean, in, in the plea agreement, I mean, why even bother pleading that down? What's the difference between 80 and 60 years when you're 41? She's not living to 101 in prison, and she's certainly not living to 121 in prison. Four counts, of course. Um, now, her, her sentence is scheduled to be happening in February. In her plea agreement, she admitted to harrowing instances of uh, hurting her kids between May and August of 2023, including forcing her nine-year-old to work outside in the summer heat barefoot and denying her food and water. Look, when I was nine or ten years old, I'm sure my parents made me go outside and pull weeds, but they told me that I, certainly the hose I could drink out of. The girl was repeatedly told that she was evil and possessed. The punishments were necessary for her to be obedient and repent. And these things were being done to her in order to help her. The plea agreement states, adding that the child was convinced she was evil and needed to go through these things in order to repent. Now, of course, you know, religion is oftentimes a very, very good thing, but it can also be used in a very, very bad way. In, in this particular case, this is someone that, you know, probably use their religion as a shield to be a monster. During those months, also, the plea agreement states that the child was forced to do physical tasks for hours and days at a time, including wall sits, carrying boxes of books up and down the stairs, and working outside. He was forced to stand in direct sunlight for several days. The agreement states these actions resulted in repeated and serious sunburns with blisters and slowing skin. I don't really know what that means, but sounds painful. Frankie also denied her son adequate water for several of the days he was required to stay in the sun and punished if he tried to drink anything in secret. The child was only given chicken and rice and denied all forms of entertainment. This is the other kid. After the child's failed attempt to run away in July, the agreement states his hands and feet were regularly bound and sometimes attached to weights. The agreement states that many times the 12-year-old will be bound with two sets of handcuffs and wrists and ankles. The bindings cause injuries. This is a mommy vlogger.
She also admitted to kicking him while he was wearing boots, holding his head underwater, and putting his hands over their mouth and nose. I mean, this woman is mentally ill. I don't know why the dad... I don't know the the complicated... I don't know the the you know, the complexity of where the dad was, you know, and where the, you know, whether or not he's around, why the dad left, or what, you know, why he left his kids there. I know oftentimes in family court, you know, the dad, it takes a woman this evil for the man to get custody of the children. I mean... <laughs> Since being in jail, however, she has been engaged in, quote, introspection and now understands the full weight of her actions. What? Literally what? I, I, I don't even, I mean, this, this woman just belongs in jail. She never should have had kids. And, uh, I, you know, I hope that the kids end up Okay. You know, I hope the kids end up, um, you know, with some families that love them or with their dad. Hopefully their dad's on a piece of garbage. I don't know. Just another sad, sad case of a YouTube mommy vlogger. Okay. So it looks like I can talk about. Ugh. Okay. Well, okay. We can talk about the thing Timmy Timmy shared, by the way. Okay, so I want to talk about this. You know how the NFL has been endlessly telling you that they're fighting terrible opinions there for social justice and equity and inclusion and all this kind of stuff. Um, most end zones in the NFL, the back of every helmet says, quote unquote, end racism. Well, uh, it appears that they, they, they probably do have a problem with that as uh, disgraced running back Richard Mendenhall, mostly known for his hilarious fumble during the Super Bowl against the Green Bay Packers that led to uh, the Green Bay Packers winning the Super Bowl in 2001, um, you know, went on a wild tirade about white guys in the NFL and that they the, how they don't belong there and they don't they shouldn't be sharing a space with black folks. I'm not kidding you. Saying I'm sick of average white guys commentating on football. Y'all not even good at football. Yeah, uh, like every quarterback in the Hall of Fame, like almost every single quarterback in the NFL, like every single offensive good offensive lineman that ever played the game, like most high-quality linebackers that ever played. Anyway, can we please replace the Pro Bowl with an all-black versus all-white bowl so these cats can stop trying to teach me who's good at football? I'm better than your greatest of all time. Literally what? And then here's the Clay. By the way, Clay Matthews, a white guy, uh, caused this fumble on the famous um, 
the famous line was another famous white linebacker. Um, why can't I think of his name right now? One of the best all time to play the game, played with the Panthers for a long time, ended up the linebacker coach in, um, in Green Bay told him it's time. And then like on the very next play, uh, he caused this fumble, a fumble that has haunted this guy ever since. I think this was a 2001 Super Bowl. I know you don't care about sports, but it's not really about sports. Um, Kevin Green was a linebacker. My apologies. So he puts this stuff out. Jason Whitlock absolutely puts him on blast. You see this. Rashard Mendenhall, Kendrick Perkins, and Gilbert Arenas all made the same case. White athletes are inferior and have no place in black spaces like the NFL and NBA. Seems pretty racist. Most of the people saying Rashard Mendenhall still trying to get over his fumble which he still deflects blame for. He was a heck of a player. I wish he could move on. Um, you know, Tom Brady's got, I don't know, six Super Bowls. He's a white guy. Sure, you know, we'd get cooked at, at wide receiver. We'd need to play some serious zone defense. Um, but this is in, insane. Sports media is silent on Rashard Mendenhall's anti-white tweet calls for neo-segregation. Few industries purport to have a lower tolerance for racism than sports media. The industry created specific jobs, but be it at ESPN's Anscape USA Today and NFL Network to cover the intersection of sports and race. Pundits like Robert Griffin III, Jamel Hill, and Mike Freeman have jobs specifically to call out racism in sports. Yet actual examples of racism are extremely scarce, hence the rise of manufactured scandals such as BYU's Duke volleyball scandal, the Bubba Wallace garage gate, and the idea that NFL teams are still discriminating against black quarterbacks. But Monday presented the race hustlers with a real story to cover. Former NFL running back Rashard Mendenhall posted on X that white people are not good at football, that he wishes whites would stop talking about football, and the NFL should segregate the Pro Bowl. And of course, people show this clip. Of course, replying to him on the first play of the fourth quarter, the Packers holding a slim four-point lead. A jarring Clay Matthews and Ryan Pickett hit forces. Steelers running back Rashard Mendenhall to fumble in Green Bay territory, recovered by the Packers' Desmond Bishop. Went on to win that Super Bowl. Mendenhall's post is ignorant. It promotes neo-segregation on the football field. His post is racist. However, none of the usual suspects in sports media denounced the post nor have the anti-racist traffic officers condemned the message. The sports journalist who dug up Josh Allen's old tweets on draft night simply to frame him as a racist and derail his draft stock are silent. Deadspin claims to be so exhausted by racism that it falsely accused a little boy of hating black and Native American people last month, yet Deadspin has yet to provide any coverage of Mendenhall's obvious disdain towards white people. By the way, these folks always date white women too and are married to white women. Robert Griffin III is married to a white woman. Mendenhall is also married to a white woman. What's the saying that um, Jason Wilcox says, love the fruit, hate the tree, something like that? Um, I don't know. If that's what he said. That's not my words. I don't know if that's some wildly spicy thing to say, but that's what he said. In fact, CBS analysts J.J. Watt and ESPN host Pat McAfee are the only notable media members who even comment on Mendenhall's post thus far. The likes of Stephen A. Smith, Mike Florier, and Shannon Sharp have not. But neither Watt nor McAfee even criticized Mendenhall during their coverage and said they made light of his proposal to separate white players from black players. 
We're not knocking those who make jokes about idiocy. We certainly have. And humorous as it is that Mendenhall claims white players cannot ball when he's best known for fumbling the ball in the Super Bowl at the hands of a white player. However, it's a combination of telling and cringe that the corporate media's only way of covering the story is by making it a joke. They wouldn't dare hold Mendenhall accountable for his obviously racist tweet. This is via Outkick.com, by the way. Uh, Mendenhall's comments would also be funnier if his opinion wasn't shared by other athletes, yet they are. The idea that white players are inferior has crept back into the mainstream discussion as of late. Last year, ESPN analyst Kendrick Perkins claimed that black players in the NBA feel that white players like Nikola Jokic do not possess the skill set to win the MVP award unless white voters grade them on a curve. Perkins not so subtly revealed that some black players are territorial about sharing a league with white players, something that I he's telling the truth about, I'm sure. Former guard Gilbert Arenas was more direct. Last week, he encouraged Draymond Green to, quote, take out white European players and send them back to Europe because they're coming for, uh, for their league. In different tones, Mendenhall, Perkins, and Arenas each made the same case. White athletes have no place in black spaces like the NFL and NBA. Rule of thumb, if you're in support of segregation, you are not anti-racist. You are, in fact, the racist. And the media should hold you accountable for that opinion, even if you are black and spewing racism towards other white towards white people. Skin color does not define racism. Actions do, words do. Unfortunately, the sports media doesn't see it that way. And Jason Whitlock, Whitlock absolutely cooked Mendenhall over this. He wrote, as soon as I heard Richard Mendenhall's ignorant comments, I went to check on his wife. No surprise. These love the fruit, hate the tree Negroes, his word, not mine, are always doing way too much to try and restore their, quote, blackness. No one who knows me thinks I have a problem with interracial dating. No one. My problem is with these guilt-ridden fake Negroes who make buffoonish comments to master love of white meat. Find a new gimmick. Damn! I mean, I don't care that, uh, you know, Robert Griffin III is dating a white chick. I don't care about that. I don't normally... I'm not a big Whitlock guy. Hey, look at my tweet. I got 400 likes. Said your video quality. Video quality to match your handles. Go pack also. You're racist. This guy says RG3 is exactly the same. I mean, you know, the ratio, by the way, is pretty hilarious. Nearly 20,000 comments to a few thousand likes. Here's many such cases. This person, those that constantly seem to holler about racism in America always seem to be in relationships with white people. What does that dinner table conversation look like at night? I don't know who this individual is, but that's, that's awfully curious. I mean, and like, he's not wrong. And Mendenhall's been getting absolutely destroyed, by the way. Like, everything about this is amazing to me. Ahmed the poet. Mendenhall is only echoing a sentiment that's been spoken by many this year. Too many unqualified voices speaking on and to things they have no experience with. Bro, that's not what Mendenhall said. Mendenhall has an issue with white people. Oh, the other person's a comedian. Okay. And by the way, brutally ratioed. 572 just to 50 likes. 
Bold move to come to the public square and demand that women no longer be allowed to talk about men's sports. Not sure you thought this tweet out very well. So white people are unqualified because he absolutely said white people are unqualified. I mean, he's just saying, by the way, this is what he believes, right? Simply tired of being berated by people who aren't experts in the game. We just pretend like I'm the only athlete athlete tired of fans talking trash. Bro, you said you brought up race. You didn't bring up fans talking trash. I mean, I'm sure people remind him. You know, 3.9 average per care behind the great O-line. Hmm, don't know about that one, Chief. Uh, we stupid fans pay your salary, you doorknob. Wait, let's bring that back, calling people doorknobs. I like that. Bobby Burek says, also, if you're mad at, quote, people who aren't experts in the game, why did you direct your tweet at white people? Are all experts black? Do white people not understand the game? It seems you are mad that a white person caused you to fumble in the Super Bowl and still can't get over it. You posted a racist tweet, but you are the victim. Here's, uh, this guy looks like, I don't know who this is, but they, they crush all, they follow me. Delete this little bro. You fumbled the biggest moment of your life and now you're getting double ratioed. It's okay. Just blame it on CTE. Like you guys love to do when you ruin your life. Jesus. I mean, geez. John Root, but white people are the problem. Just apologize and takes responsibility if you're a racist tweet. Here's a... Uh, um, Dominique Claire, uh, who is an NFL and NBA sports writer writing, uh, N word with the A, you didn't talk about football knowledge. You made it about race. I'm assuming this person is black. Let's run with your logic though. Just because someone is better at football doesn't mean they understand the game more. Oftentimes people who are more athletic, stronger, get reps because you can't teach that a good coach will find a way to use them. I know many good players who are dumb as a bag of rocks. I mean, just the, 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 the underlying point here is, uh, you know, I'm great at football. Literally the reasons I lost the Super Bowl. <laughs> like I can't even, I haven't thought about that Super Bowl. It was a million years ago, but I mean, every, I mean, the sad part is look, Jason Whit Whitlock was a little extra here. I think, uh, I can't be, I can't really be getting involved in the, the, the black on black stuff. But he's not wrong in that a lot of these dudes seem to be married to white people um, who are always whining about racial segregation and why white people did this bat and the other thing. Um, you know, I, I'm not exactly sure. Hey, Jason Wicklock just uh, <laughs> retweeted uh, Luke Rudkowski. You know, that's, that's all right. Uh, yeah, I don't know about a race bowl, but I, I you know, Probably, you know, five out of the top eight defensive linemen in the league are white. Five out of the top ten, eight, seven or eight are, are offensive linemen are white. Probably all top ten quarterbacks are white, um, with the exception of maybe Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts get in there, I suppose. Um, the majority of the top quarterbacks are white. Uh, the majority of the best tight ends are white. George Kittle, Travis Kelsey, the... Um, you know, linebackers, DBs are all the best DBs are, I'm sure, black. But I mean, uh, Pat, uh, uh, Christian McCaffrey is the number one running back in the NFL. He's white. Um, 
Now, I don't know about where you're going to place the mixed people at, but if they, I think they should be on the white side. So you get Patrick Mahomes. You get, I mean, the, the idea that like you get Adam Thielen, he's a white guy, solid receiver. Um, you know, I, I just know, uh, you know, look, the NBA, all this is coming from a place of insecurity. You know, you talk about the NBA where you have these European players coming and taking over. It's weak. It's a, it's a racist take. And uh, he's trying to, this is, as is many of the cases where you get some ignorant racist take, in particular about white people from black people, they try to pretend like it's some big brain take that you just couldn't possibly understand. Just say you're racist, dog. I mean, that's that's what you are. You're just racist. So, uh, you know, enjoy your multi-ratio and uh, multi-day cope and see, though. I mean, yeah, the best cornerbacks in the league and the best receivers in the league are going to be black. Um, they're faster, more athletic on average. Um, but I th also think that <laughs> dudes forgetting about who the best defensive linemen are, who the best offensive linemen are, who the best um, tight ends are, who the best coaches are. Outside of Mike Tomlin, has a black head coach ever won the Super Bowl? Obviously, Mike Tomlin did. Best GMs. Yep. Lovey Smith, did he win it? Did Lovey win it with the Bears? I don't think so. Who did Lovey win it with? Tony Dungy. Tony Dungy won it with the Colts. Yeah. Is there even a black kicker? No, I don't think so. Um, so there was this interesting thing I wanted to... So the Tim thing... I don't know if I'm gonna record this. I might record it, but I don't think I wanna I don't wanna like take shots at Tim, you know. He's Tim Tim's been fine. Um, but I do think this is pretty interesting. All right. I wanted this initial tweet from him. Wait a second. Daily Wire. Oh, I can clickbait Daily Wire. Hold on a second. That's always good. Let me bring up this initial. Timmy! All right, I love this. I love everything about it. I love everything about it. I don't know if I'm going to double dip, but I'm going to record it in case I do. By the way, shout out to... This is one of my longest streams of the year. Anybody uh anybody here a first time 
first time viewer. Nice, nice crowd today. I think we hit almost 6,000 today. Almost 6,000. I'd like to, before we get into these bonus topics, if you're a first timer, please do take a second. And um, if, you're, if you haven't already, click this follow button. If it's green for you, click that follow button. If you don't have the Rumble app, download the Rumble app and follow me there. Insert username. I know you're not. first. You guys forget. I read the chat. I know who's, who's here and who's not. Who's a first timer and who's not. Um, I like to try to get five new members every stream. I have achieved that zero times in the last two weeks, but I'm going to go for it today. I have a locals where at least once a week you get a locals only stream, unique content. You also get direct access to me. You get to share recipes with people. There's a locals chat that I start for every one of my streams. So it's much smaller and I see everything you post. If you, I would like to make a plea that you click join the basement. It's in, you can see it at the bottom of the chat or right here. It's five bucks a month. Or if you do a year, you get two months free. You get direct access to me and uh, it helps immensely. It really does. If I could stick to the five a day by this time next year, I'd almost have to do hardly any ad reads at all. You notice the past couple days, I've really just done my coffee and um, pitches for the basement. So hopefully you'll join that. You make today the day. And then here's the link actually to the locals chat, which you can join. There's about 30-ish people in there now. Or, you know, do it later. Join later. Does it only work on maybe? I'll figure that out soon. Does it work on mobile? Yes, it does. It had There's an app for locals too. You miss Raid Shadow Legends reads? Yeah. There, I followed. Thank you. Okay, let's talk about this story. Ba-ba-ba-da. It's a tax write-off, maybe? I am so happy to share this story with you. Now, I can't say for sure if you saw my previous video on this. I suspect you may have. But some time ago, I, I covered a leftist who um, used his girlfriend, allegedly, as a human shield because her crazy ex-boyfriend put Apple AirTags in her luggage so that he could stalk her and show up at this guy's house. Terrible, nightmare scenario, okay? Nightmare scenario. Uh, I want to be very clear that, you know, everybody dunking on this leftist is, is, is funny, but also I want to point out that the guy that, you know, stalked her and showed up at his house, that's the bad guy in this. Okay. That is the guy that broke the law. That is the guy that, um, is the evil one in all of this. And, um, and you know, I know, and then in no way, shape or form am I blaming 
this leftist for the actions of this other lunatic. Now, if I was in a constitutional carry state like this leftist was, um, you know, I'd probably been able to protect myself. Uh, he chose not to. He chose uh, also to support defund slash reforming police. So unfortunately, when this lunatic uh, showed up at his house, he had to call and they only sent marriage counselors. They didn't send police. Just kidding. They did send police. Um, but he then went and stood outside on the balcony and vlogged it while his girl uh, had received a lead injection in her leg through the door from the psychopath. So the psychopath shows up at the house, fires around through the door, I, I assume trying to hit the soy-infused boy that stole his girlfriend in his mind, snaked his girl, um, as he hid behind her. He hid behind her, and then she ended up getting shot. And then he vlogged it. He recorded the video while the case, he vlogged it while it was going on. Okay. Again, the guy that put Apple air tags in her luggage and showed up at his house armed and, 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 and took a shot. He's the bad guy, but we're going to have some fun at the, at the expense of a guy who is now trying to profit from it and put out what appeared to be hilarious, false lies, stolen valor that I've still been able to maintain. Let's take a look because that's what we do. Now, there was a tweet where T Tim Pool put out a tweet this morning. I'm not, this, I'm not dunking on Tim, but this is how it's, we, it has now been uh, determined that it appears somebody lied about the situation. So initially, he put a tweet out saying, My, so Hunter puts out this video and then he links his GoFundMe because he wants you to pay him money because he stole some guy's girlfriend or whatever, and now you're supposed to pay him money. If Hunter had stood in front of Holly, that's his girlfriend, don't know her, don't even want to bring her into the story, don't care. If he had stood in front of her when he arrived, the, in, the incident, he may have gone um, at Hunter um, you know, and gone through Hunter because he's like you know a tiny, tiny little soy boy and got them both. The girl trying to talk him down was the right move. This is something I strongly disagreed with. I replied to him and said, are you kidding me? No. Uh, first of all, why are you standing in front of the door anyway? If somebody is pointing a weapon at your door, you do not stand in front of it. That's like step one. Okay. Step two would be ha to have the foresight to have yourself armed. Step three would be to escape. Maybe off the balcony, out a back door, wherever the case, you know, um, situation like that um in the video in which he is <laughs> in the video where he is trying to grift money off of this situation in it's which he said <laughs> this is what's so great about it this is the terminally online culture okay i'm glad he's okay i'm glad his girlfriend's okay i don't care for his opinions but i, I don't want him to suffer from you know what I mean? Like, I don't care. He is a soy-infused ultimate beta. Um, the idea that, 
you know, he's been push, pushing this idea that, like, anybody who makes fun of him is, like, doing so from, like, a Dorito-encrusted bed who wouldn't actually defend their girlfriend. I can be very confident that none of my viewers would have their girlfriend standing in front of a door with a guy on the other side of it who has a shotgun. That is not about being a alpha male. That's about being not a moron. So I like that he put, um, so he says, this is not clickbait in the video. Even though the thumbnail he made is the most clickbait imaginable. Look at this thumbnail. And he First of all, he titles it. Okay, so first of all, he titles it, someone tried to end me, but he... He used an asterisk in the word kill so that the video wouldn't get demonetized. Okay, so I just want to point that out. He's definitely not grifting. If you, he's definitely not if grifting. If you want to support the channel. Guys, he's definitely not grifting. Almost killed! Almost killed, guys! <laughs> Come on, bro. Come on, bro. First of all, you weren't almost killed. Your girlfriend was. You were hiding on the balcony filming with your iPhone. And then I like how he puts, this is not clickbait. Bro, you have the most clickbait thumbnail imaginable. And I'm not going to judge anyone for clickbait. Okay? I'm not going to judge anyone for doing clickbait. I'm aware. I'm also aware that people do what they need to do so that videos get monetized. But I do think it's pretty hilarious. So in this 20 minute video in which he, now- you know, lays out, he's got it all finely edited, you know, things like that. This is not clickbait. Here's a chain of events and my thoughts afterward. Give me money. And nobody's giving him money. Nobody gives him money. He picks this picture in front of sunflowers. He wants money. Why does he want money? Because it costs him money to move, guys. He wants to move. So he wants $5,000 from you so he can move. By the way, all that it ever has cost me to move in the days is a couple of six packs or 12 packs of beer. Okay. But it gets better. You order, here's what you do. If you actually have friends, you buy a bunch of pizzas. You buy some beer and drinks, cost you maybe a hundred bucks. You pick up the phone and you get five, 10 of your buddies. And they say, Holly is a hero. Holly is a hero. Um, again, sounds like she was in a terrible relationship. Um, you know, but the grift afterwards and then turns out in this 20 minute video there is one whopper of a lie one whopper of a lie (laughs) he also claimed so this individual showed up at his house individual showed up at his house uh fired one blast fired one blast through the door of bird shot okay basically non-lethal um, it barely works on birds. It can be very damaging, um, but you'd have to be like point blank. You know, birdshot isn't meant to go through doors. I don't mean to diminish 
The guy still was armed and showed up at your house. That's got to be super, super scary. Okay. There are people who said he stole the girl. I don't know about all that. Um, still doesn't, like, absolve this lunatic from his crime. Um, pretty sure birdshot isn't going to end anybody. Um, unless that maybe, you know, super close range. If you, like, put it next to your head, it's probably, probably still do the job. Um, but yeah, this is a man <laughs> TM. He said in the video that the individual who showed up at his house also took out two police officers. Sounds like a pretty big scene, right? Pretty big. So a guy shows up at your house, takes out two cops fires one into your girlfriend, and then ultimately, like, the true hero he sounded like he was, he took his own life. By the way, I'm, you know, he could have saved a lot of trouble and done that anyway. Mental health is uh, a... Uh, nobody wants to talk about mental health in particular of men in this in men in men this country, but nonetheless. I'm not going to blame the girl for leaving that guy. I'm not going to blame Hunter for dating a girl. That's all lame. What I want to talk about is this hilarious whopper of a lie. Conrad, who is the individual, also ended two, or who fired on two police officers non-fatally, wounding both of them. Wow, it sounds like a real spooky situation you survived. Except it turns out that Tim Poole called the police and found out that that was a lie. I could not get confirmation yet as to whether a slug was even used but police did confirm to me that zero officers were injured. <laughs> I mean, why do you need to add that extra lie? Hunter claimed otherwise in the video, stating that police were, were fired on and not failing. I mean, why would you even make that up? That's a whopper of a lie. A lie that is extraordinarily easy to determine if it's true or not. To which, you know, because he's terminally online, he immediately replied and was like, Responding police told me that two officers were hit. If that information is not correct, I apologize. But I'm only repeating what the police told me. This is a developing story, so facts may change as we learn more. Then why'd you make the video already? By the way, this isn't a developing story. It happened a freaking week ago, bro. The detectives also informed us he was using a slug at the door. You could have looked down and saw all the micro holes in your girl's leg and known it's not a slug. I'm not going to show you the picture, but it is extremely obvious that it was not a slug. It was extremely obvious. There was like a hundred little, little red barks on her leg. A slug would have made one big one. <laughs> sure they did. Yeah, it's funny when you... Uh, I'm not faulting him. Facts don't change history, only the story. I mean... <laughs> I don't even understand that, like, any, any, I mean, look, I don't even understand. I'm not going to, you know, clown the guy for being scared. If he had just admitted, uh, 
that he was scared or whatever. I don't think that's you can't make up some, you know, you, you don't want to do that. But he just lied about the slugs. He knew he's like, well, cops told me it was a slug. Dude, look at your girlfriend's leg. It obviously is birdshot. You could see that. Everybody could see that. A slug at point blank would have probably taken her entire leg. And then, like, the coping and, like, I think that this is pretty hilarious. And then he quote tweets it. Responding police told me that. Well, that's awfully convenient. Why would they, why would the responding police have told you what kind of ammo he was using? I don't actually believe that. I think that's a complete lie. I think that's a complete lie. I think, I don't think police told him that. Can you imagine a scenario where a police officer would tell you the kind of ammunition the guy was using while as everything was developing? Don't, never forget that this guy used to be a conservative alpha giga chad owning feminists. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's pretty clear. I don't believe that police told him that it was a slug. I don't believe that at all. I don't believe that, um, you know, that he... <laughs> I mean, the grifting on it is really amazing to me. Um, but the whole thing is is pretty hilarious. The fact that Tim Poole called him out for lying. And then his only response is, well, that's what somebody told me. Nah, I don't buy that. Good luck on your GoFundMe. Hopefully people will give you enough money to move apartments. Because that's, I, you know, I'm not going to mock a GoFundMe. That's fine. Your viewers want to give you money to move. Good for them. Good for, you know, that's okay. The whole thing is pretty embarrassing, I think, though. Glad he's not hurt. But the cope and seethe after Mr. Defund the police or restructure the police and guns bad. Hmm. I don't know about all that. Now, d the question is, is that good enough for a standalone upload, do we think? I think it's pretty funny. Like, I does anybody actually believe? Does anybody actually believe that cops told him that? I don't believe that. I don't believe that a responding officer would have said, "Here, little little man, um, here, little man." This is the kind of ammunition that he was using. I don't believe that they would have told him that. Like, in what, in what fucking planet would that have come up in the conversation? This guy blew his head off outside your door. His brain splattered all over the wall. Okay? Shy your girlfriend... And you stop to talk to the cops and the cops are like, hey, specifically, we wanted you to know this little boy that he was using a slug, not birdshot. Oh, your girlfriend's leg with eight very obvious birdshot wounds in it? No, no, that's slug. They're called mini slugs. I mean, I, anybody could look at that picture and and like... I mean, the picture, look at her leg. What about that looks like a slug to you? It's very obviously birdshot. Now, this individual spot here is a little curious. Oh, my God. No, I'm here. 
Yeah. I I don't uh I d- I don't think you can look at that injury and and think even for a second that that is I mean it's very clearly the wad. Anyway, uh I think that uh I'll probably call it there. We're already two and a half hours. I've got to edit all these videos today as well. I don't know if I'm going to upload that as a standalone video or not, but we'll see. We'll see. I do love dunking on... I do love dunking on... uh, Soy-infused individuals. Do we think, should I upload it? It's been over one week since somebody tried to kill me. And no, this is not clickbait. This is actually something that legitimately happened. I've never been so close to death before in my entire life. And I'm absolutely incredibly thankful to still be alive and to even be able to be making this video for you guys today. Today I'll be sharing more. I mean, I like how he's, he took all the time. I mean, look, he's allowed to make this video. He's allowed to make this video. Don't upload a tape over it. I don't know what's going on with his eyes, but you know, it's, he's a sad washed up individual. Maybe I don't want to give him, maybe I don't want to give him uh, any extra clout. All right. There's something weird when I'm streaming to restream, like the stream just stops. Upload it. All right, maybe I'll upload it. We'll have to see. Run it for the clicks and let it be the last of it. Yeah, perhaps. All right, I'm going to get after editing and get everything uploaded. And uh, we'll have five or so videos for you.